Hello, and welcome to the Alchemy of Art podcast with your host, Addie Hirschton. Join us as we share folk tales and true stories about artists and the creative process. time it is by Kurt Vonnegut. He said, to practice any art, no matter how badly, haha, is a way to make your soul grow. So do it. Hello everyone, my name is Addie Hirschton. I'm a contemporary impressionist painter, art instructor, author, and public speaker. The purpose of this podcast is to share stories about art and the creative process to inspire you and help you move forward. And yes, help myself be inspired and move forward. <laughs> On the show, I interview artists from a wide variety of mediums so that we can learn from each other's processes and philosophy. Today's podcast features an interview with the abstract painter Lynette Melnick and the story of the three stone cutters. Announcements. So as many of you know, I recently came out with two new books. One is a children's book called The Happy Kite, based on a true story uh, that obviously I've embellished, a true story that happened to my daughter and I a few years back. And then another book called The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, that is a how-to painting guidebook. And I'm going to be having a book launch party and artist studio, artist studio open house <laughs> on Saturday, June 24th, 2017, from noon to two at my house here in Indianapolis, Indiana. So if you happen to live in the area and you're interested, uh, go to my website as your and you can um, sign up and RSVP and come to the party. Um, also, I'm happy to announce that uh, I've been working on creating online classes for a while now, and I finally have one out there for you guys to try out, and they decided to make the very first one free. It's just a little mini course, and it's called How to Paint a Rose, and in it I have video demonstration, and I work you through a, my seven-step process and how I create a painting. And uh, as I said, that is free, 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 and that is on alchemyofpainting.com. And very soon I will also be coming out with a flower painting 101 and many more classes uh, that I've been working on. So things to look forward to. <laughs> things to look forward to. I'm really having fun putting those together and um, creating something that I can share with many more students around the world and not just folks who live here in Indianapolis with me. All right, so let's talk about our artist of the day who we're going to interview. Her name is Lynette Melnick, and she is a Canadian artist, a creative director, and an art business coach. Uh, Lynette's abstract expression style is created from her interpretations of nature and dance, and she especially loves depicting music and 
her work is very abstract and it's got layers upon layers in it to, as she says, create a depth to the story. Her art is a powerful communicator and she intends it to encourage both emotion and conversations. Her goal is to engage and inspire viewers through um, the captivating flow of energetic movement and masterful color palettes. So as a creative director, Lynette has been involved in many artistic endeavors throughout her life. Um, she has a formal education in interior design. Um, she's done visual communication design, photography, painting, and marketing. Uh, she owned and operated a successful design, marketing, and corporate communications business for many years and continues to um, evolve the creative communication process with her artwork. <laughs> and her extensive expertise in running a business allows her to coach emerging artists through the maze of starting a business. So if you want to uh, contact Lynette and find out more about her, uh, her website is lynettemelnick.com. That's L-Y-N-E-T-T-E-M-E-L-N-Y-K.com. And of course, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. And now, without further ado, here is my interview with Lynette Melnick. Welcome, Lynette. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. I'm thrilled to bits to be here and uh, look forward to our chat. Oh, good. Well, let's start with the first question. What is the story of how you became an artist? Uh, it's, it really was a long roundabout journey uh, because I don't have a formal degree in art. Uh, I was creative throughout my life, and I think way back in the beginning, past the stages of childhood and finger painting, I was first exposed to art uh, from my sister, and she was a great artist. And, uh, and so, of course, being younger, I had to try everything that she did, and I tried to paint like she did. did not work out in the least. And so uh, whether I was distracted or discouraged, I'm not sure at that point. I was much younger. And I went off to do other creative things, whether it was uh, pottery or embroidery or macrame or, or jewelry making. I think I had to explore everything. And it wasn't until uh, when I went to interior design in college that I was exposed to art again for the first time. I had had to take art architectural rendering and drawing courses. And so that exposed me to color and perspectives and relationships. Hmm. And I remember one of my instructors, uh, she was such a great watercolorist. And she probably saw that I was new. And uh, I appreciated the extra time that she had taken with me, oh. uh, teaching me. And uh, at the end, after graduation, she had said I was the most improved student. Um, and I remember saying back, <laughs> I have to be the most uh, the most improved because I was at the very bottom. There was nowhere <laughs> to go but up. True. It, that, no, no, a great introduction to it. Oh. I worked in interior design for a few years and then wanted to something different. So I went back and to university and took a BFA in visual communication design. Mm. And 
art and drawing classes were in that. And uh, so it, it was, again, ex exposure to that. So it wasn't directly involved in art yet because then after graduation, I worked in the field and then started my own uh, design and marketing and corporate cu communication business. And life sort of gets in the way. <laughs> and, and I had taken some art courses throughout the years. And finally, I was at the point where I could address this deep desire that us artists talk about that's inside of us that we have to paint. Mm. And even though I had felt like I had painted so many paintings in my head for so many years, I now have the chance to um, get them out on canvas and have been doing that for the last number of years. And that's where I'm at today. And then, of course, talking to you today. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I think it's interesting you said life gets in the way. And for my own story, the same sort of thing happened in that I I majored in art in college and then I ended up putting it aside and putting all my art supplies in the closet yeah. while I was in my 20s and I was, you know, had a, another career as a librarian and then and I had my kid and I did all that stuff and that all that life got in the way but then right. for me there was a certain point where I had to pick it up again it was like I can't, I can't not get this stuff out because it's been building up because like you said I had been doing paintings in my head and finally it was like I just got to get them out there <laughs> exactly you understand completely we're all in the same wavelength mm. Yeah, yeah. So what draws you to painting over other mediums? You know, you could have gone into sculpture or, you know, even music, whatever. You know, why painting? What is it about it? Well, I think uh, what helped is I had tried so many things. Uh, and so painting allows me the opportunity, to, the opportunity to express my, as I call, multiple artistic personalities. <laughs> It, uh -huh. <laughs> it seems that um, it has it has so many options for me, and I found that with with so many years of uh, with business, creating different brands and communication pieces and all that for clients, I couldn't just focus on one style. And with painting, there's so many possibilities with the colors, with the techniques, with the products that you can do that I can keep on exploring and experimenting and even within 3D stuff as well, which I always love to continue to problem solve and, and create with. So it just, it, it uh, holds my interest uh, and still does. So it's, it's, I really like it. Oh, and yeah. Get lost in just, even, sorry to interrupt. Oh, um, uh, I can get lost in just the simplicity as you can probably relate of the strokes or the combination of the colors and you just oh, look at that <laughs> yes yes well me too and and I I, don't, I definitely have multiple personality <laughs> syndrome ah. with artwork so that's why I laughed when you said that <laughs> I mean even for myself within painting you know I've got sometimes I do a style that's very impressionistic and it's landscapes and florals and depicting nature and then other times it's more abstract expressive um and, and you know i remember a lot of your work is very abstract so when you're creating yeah. a piece of artwork what inspires you what are you thinking about especially with your abstract stuff um that's a great question it's mm. um 
I find my inspirations really are, are from everywhere, but if I were to narrow it down, uh, I love to interpret nature and dance and especially music uh, because music itself is abstract. Mm. And so to try to communicate my emotions and the interpretations of it on canvas is really quite exhilarating to me. Mm. Even the just the lyrical strokes and the movements are different depending upon the different genres of, of music that I'm listening to, the different playlists that I have, I can use different tools to express myself. Uh, to me, there's just no rules or restrictions with this. It's the creativity flows, the music flows, the paint flows, sometimes not good, sometimes good. So it's just, it, uh, it, it's a really interesting process. And I try and capture that uh, soulful muse movement that's within the music and, and visually interpret it. Uh, it's just quite challenging to me, and I like that aspect of it. Awesome. And I joke now that uh, because of my background was much more precise and linear, I joke now that I can't draw a straight line anymore because everything has movement in it. <laughs> so that's my rebelling against the straight line. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, oh, that's funny you said that because um, – you know, people will often say that to me, like, oh, I can't draw a straight line, so I I couldn't possibly be an artist. And um, and I have a great retort for that because uh, at, one of my teachers told it to me. You know, if you want a straight line, then you can grab a ruler. <laughs> and, and there are no straight lines in nature. So That's true, yes. We don't need it. <laughs> Exactly. I might have to borrow that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're welcome to. Uh, yeah. Um, wonderful. Oh, lovely. So what advice would you give to your younger artist self? Oh, it's always so easy to think back, isn't it? <laughs> uh, when we're older. Um, but I think that, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, when... Sometimes I think we need to go through all the ups and downs of the journey that we've gone through to get to where we're at. Uh -huh. But if I had to narrow it down to something uh, to give advice to my younger self, I would want to have more confidence. Mm -hmm. uh, I think back then if my thoughts, if I knew all my thoughts and ideas were worth expressing, even though they might not have gone with the norm of, what was accepted, or what people wanted from me. Uh, I might have made that journey a little bit shorter, maybe not. Uh, and in the beginning, I was a little bit more timid and a little bit more precise. Maybe that was because of my education as well with what I had done uh, previously. Uh, but it would have been good to realize that I could express the different versions of myself in, in different ways. Uh, but it's... It's where I am now, but I would I would love to be able to express that to people to just have the confidence in what they're trying to express from their soul. Mm. Yes, don't doubt yourself. <laughs> be confident. Yes. yes, and that's a hard thing. It is easier said than done. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> true. So. Very yeah. much so. Well, great advice. Great advice. I can't believe it. We're already at our last question, and that is, what is your favorite art book or personal art story that happened to you that you'd like to share? Um, I think 
I don't really have a favorite art book because they keep changing because <laughs> situation keeps changing. And also uh, I just have an ongoing curiosity. So I'm always wanting to learn and, and find out new things. So my favorites always change with what I'm reading or looking at. Um, but I think a subject that has um, a continually fascinated me throughout the years is the connection of the art and the brain and the concept of this whole brain thinking and how we as individuals can use art to expand our creativity and also our problem-solving capabilities. It's that life just isn't linear thinking, which sometimes, especially nowadays with technology, we can really get caught up in that. And it's, and it's so much the jobs are geared towards that, that we lose track of creativity and the art world. And, and not just art visually, but art musically and, and in the theater. And so I think that people, it would be nice for everyone to continue to explore new approaches with art and, and experiencing it. And it can open up a whole new world of innovation and of different perspectives. We can reframe problems by being exposed and using the whole brain. We can discover relationships to things that could be, um, that we hadn't yet thought of. It's that whole innovation and taking risks and discovery. It's just fascinating how we haven't, um, realize the whole connection of the brain and art and it's it's just it's a subject that fascinates me and has for for years uh, mm. so that's that's kind of my favorite thing right now oh yeah I'm curious when you when you say how it can you know expand the brain and I'm my mind goes to how um, having arts in the schools and, you know, at a very young age, starting kids out where they have lots of different opportunities to explore the arts. And that's important uh, because it's going to expand their brains and, ex and, ex and help them to be able to problem solve, even if when they grow up, they decide, eh, painting's not my thing or music's not my <laughs> thing. That's okay. It's still a very important part of our um education in my right. humble opinion because it's helping them to problem solve it's helping them to see the possibilities and to um to grow <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah and i think it's we tend to lose that later on in life the importance of art uh for even within the the system might be the first ones to go for budget concerns mm. and training. So it's, I, I think it really adds to the overall uh, well-roundedness of people. Okay. And it just, uh, the juxtaposition of, of the technology and the artistic in uh, relating to the unconscious is it's just open-ended in what we can interpret and, and learn from it. Yes, I quite agree. I quite agree. Well, wonderful. Well, Lynette, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is are, Do you have any other last-minute thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, probably just along that same vein that we were just talking about, that okay. art is just its such a powerful communicator. And I think us as artists, 
we have this opportunity to start the conversation and engage and inspire viewers. And I think we have a really important job to do. And I'm proud to be an artist. <laughs> oh, you should be because uh, your work is so powerful and um, inspiring. Inspiring. Oh, well, oh. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you, you taking the time to talk with me about my art and how I feel about it. Oh, yeah, well, you know, when I see uh, somebody's work like yours, it, it it raises questions in my mind. What are they thinking? How do they feel? What, what What's going on behind the curtain? Um, so I greatly appreciate you coming on the show, Lynette. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Addy. Oh, you're welcome. And now for our story of the day. This is called The Three Stone Cutters. I'm going to guess that maybe it's from France, but it is a folk tale, and like all folk tales, we don't know who really wrote it originally. Um, and this is one that is not in my book, The Alchemy of Art Stories for the Classroom, but gosh, I wish I had read it before I wrote that book because it would have been a perfect one to include. Here we go. Once upon a time, there were three stone cutters who were working away in a yard, just toiling and, you know, hitting the rocks with the hammer and chisel and creating something. Well, a traveler walked by and he said, oh, what are you doing to the first stone cutter? And the man said, well, I'm, I'm cutting stones. Well, and the traveler felt this didn't really answer his question. So he went to the second stone cutter and he said, what are you doing? And the second stone cutter said, well, I'm cutting stones to earn some money. Okay. <laughs> Still didn't really answer the guy's question. So he went on to the third stone cutter. He said, what are you doing? And the third stone cutter said, I am building Chartres Cathedral, a holy, sacred place for the community to enjoy. The end. <laughs> so what is this little story about? I think it illustrates how, you know, you can create a painting. You can create a piece of pottery. You can create um, a sculpture or even a huge building. Um, but if you can have the end goal in mind, the work is going to be richer, both for you and probably for the person who's going to be enjoying it. you got to have the big picture in mind. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm struck um, when we talk to somebody like Lynette, you look at her artwork and it's so powerful. There's all this movement and strength there and it's bold brushwork. And I think part of that is because she's so clear about why she's doing it. She's trying to express the movement in music and the rhythm and uh, joie de vie, you know. Um, and when you got that, and you can say why you are doing this, your work will be better, you know. And this goes back to why I even titled my podcast here, The Alchemy of Art. Alchemy is when um, 
you know, medieval scientists were would take all these base metals and they were trying, trying, trying to to mix them together so that they could get gold. That was what they were rather obsessed with. Um, but we artists, we take base materials, we take oils and minerals, and we mix them together and we put them on a canvas. And out of those base materials, we now have something um, new and fresh and, in the best cases, divine. <laughs> um, it's really reflecting um, something so much bigger, like Chartres Cathedral. I mean, if you've gone to Chartres Cathedral in France, which I had the, the uh, honor of doing back when I was an exchange student and um, when I was a teenager, and I visited France and was an exchange student, um, you know, you walk in that building and its proportions and, and carvings, there's so much that went into it, so much thought, and um, and it has in on the floor. There's a labyrinth that you can walk through, and um, that was intended to be a walk where someone who couldn't maybe go to the Holy Land on a pilgrimage they could walk through that labyrinth and get to the center and symbolically go to the Holy Land. And it's it's just a wonderful, beautiful place, very divine. Um, and, you know, I think without people like that third stonecutter who had his vision in mind, he knew he's creating this divine place for the community to enjoy. Without that third guy, the cathedral wouldn't have been built, right? So the moral of the story for me when I hear this is... If I can get clear about why I'm doing it, the work will be better. May it be for you as well. Okay, so this concludes our Alchemy of Art podcast for today. May these stories about art and the creative process inspire you. May you find your voice. You have been listening to the Alchemy of Art podcast. To find out more about Addie Hurston and her work, go to azirfineart.com. That's A-Z-H-I-R-F-I-N-E-A-R-T dot com.